Events, interviews, and stories detailed in the State of State are highly exaggerated and fictional for the sake of humor. This podcast is not meant to be an accurate reflection of San Diego State University, nor the values of KCR College Radio. Come on, kick his butt! Come on, don't let him win! There's more where that came from! Like that koala trash? I kind of do. What you're hearing is cell phone footage of a fight that broke out between a daily Aztec reporter and a koala rider. These are two student-run papers here on campus. Ew. Ew, dude. Why the hell are you humping my leg? Get off. The fight broke out in front of the Love Library, as both publications found out they accidentally chose the same distribution spot. Your punches don't work on me. I love getting fisted. Today, I bring together the editors-in-chief of the two papers to hash out their differences. Chartreuse, and you're listening to The State of State, a podcast where we state statements about the state of San Diego State, state stature, the state of student mind state, and as I stated before, the state of state. Each week, we'll bring you a new story about the place some of us call home and that the rest of us call hell. On this episode, we bring together the editors of The Daily Aztec and The Koala to hash out their differences. And Sarah, if you're listening, I saw you in the dining hall again. And the way you just devoured that corn dog absolutely enamored me. I hope this podcast impresses you. I needed a little background information before mediating the conversation between the two student papers. The Daily Aztec and the Koala have always had issues with each other. It's like the Bloods versus the Crips, but instead of bullets, they battle with the righteous power of the written word. This is Felina Flusenflargen. She's been the director of student life here since 2003, a year before the creation of State's Koala. So if anyone knows anything about the battle of the two papers, it's her. Do you think you can give us a little background on the two publications for our listeners who just aren't sure what we're talking about? Of course. The Daily Aztec was founded in 300 BC as the university's first student-run newspaper. Sexual assault happened so often back then that the Daily Aztec reported on who didn't get raped. Wow. Absolutely fascinating. And the koala? This one is a wild story. You see, in 2004, one fraternity made a bunch of pledges masturbate in Love Library, and that one cohesive pool of sperm birthed two entities. The first was the basilisk that now lives under the library, and the second was the satirical paper known as the koala. It all adds up. The promiscuous humor adopted by the koala is a direct product of the perversion it was created from. It truly was something beautiful, but the two publications simply couldn't coexist. My hypothesis is the distribution spots. SDSU is a relatively small campus compared to the universities dignified enough to take state out of their name, so territory is a scarce resource. 
That's part of the issue, but there's a lot more to it. In the media atmosphere, the percentage of population acquired take on precedence. And since the fruition of the koala, the overall decline and accumulation of eyes on the daily Aztec is believed to be in the direct correlation with the conception of the koala. Absolutely fascinating. Thank you for helping establish that background info for our listeners. It's my pleasure. I feel I should warn you about something, Damien. When you moderate this debate between the editors of the two papers, you need to clip a clothespin on your nose. Why? The editor of the koala does a lot of drugs and will smell dank as shit. Meanwhile, the editor of the Daily Aztec will wreak the pungent scent of ambition and the desire for an intrinsically motivated career. Thank you for your warning, Felina Flusenflargen. Of course. If you have any other questions, be sure to let me know. Be warned, though, that I am an employee of San Diego State, which means I'm legally obligated to answer your questions in the most unhelpful, unconcise way I can. Before we continue, I have a quick word from our sponsor. The SCSU English Department is hosting their sixth annual Poetry Slam. Examples of poems to be performed include One Fish, Two Fish, Red Fish, Racist Fish, All Queer on the Western Front, and Call Me Ishmael, that, Call Me Ishmaela, a feminist piece. Join these ambitious students at the Poetry Slam in the Student Union on HUARY 16th. With me here are the editor-in-chief of the Daily Aztec, Declan Pencil, and the editor-in-chief of the Koala, who wish to remain anonymous as Throbert Pattinson. Declan, Throbert, thank you so much for sitting down with me today. Thank you so much for giving Carl and I a mediated setting to settle our differences. First off, my name is not Carl, it's Throbert, and you need to respect that I will not. And second, why are you wearing that? It's a suit. Oh, let me guess. It belonged to your dead dad, who was a journalist, and now you wear it because it both fuels your desire to win a Pulitzer Prize, and it makes you feel like your dad is always with you. Okay, actually, it belonged to my grandfather. Put some respect on his name. He fought in World War II. Yeah, as a Nazi. I don't know why you're making fun of what I'm wearing when you're literally dressed as a bottle of vodka. Oh, you don't like it? I think it suits you since you're so obsessed with your tip being inside everyone's mouths. Let's both calm down. Now, I've done my research, and it seems the root of your problem is that the koala has been stealing readers from the Daily Aztec. Yes, for years, the koala has been stealing our distribution spots. Does it even make a difference? Nobody's ever read the Daily Aztec in the first place. Because you're in our spots. No, because you report on things that people don't care about. We report on news very relevant to San Diego State. Like what? Well, right now, we're doing an in-depth series of character pieces on some interesting students. People at State don't have character. We didn't even need to write a personal statement to get in. You know, maybe if your writing was reflective of a more moral way of living, you'd garner a respectable name for your paper. I do have morals. I have a religious mantra, actually. Oh, is it... Pray to God, hold him close, hoping I don't overdose. Don't come attacking my morals. You're the one that sent a reporter to ask a group of foster children if they feel loved, and then had him include onomatopoeia of crying sounds in the article. Uh, it's called using literary devices in writing. Maybe you should use more complex language like us instead of using the word dildo in every single issue. 
Well, I'll start doing that when you finally report on why the abortion rate at state skyrocketed ever since they made co-ed dorms. We don't have to. Everyone knows why. Well, you could have at least considered the story of the time one of my koala writers almost got roofied. The dispensary delivery man accidentally giving you indica instead of sativa is not being roofied. You've clearly never smoked weed. Is that something I should be ashamed of? Square. Addict. Woof, woof, woof. Hey, I sprayed them both with a squirt bottle. Bad dog. Bad kitty. What I don't get is how you can possibly be horny all the time. I bet you've had so much unprotected sex, you spread your butt cheeks open and it has the same texture as the bottom of a pirate ship. If Abercrombie and Fitch asked you to model for them, the general public would praise the store for using an ugly person for once. I bet the only action verbs you're able to use in your resume are licked, sucked, fucked, and humped. I bet your c**k's so small, when you have sex it feels like she's the one inside you. The only pornography they'd let you star in is a hostage fantasy scene, because at least they'll get to put a bag over your head. Yeah, well your sperm probably tastes like spoiled mustard. You're the one who wants to know what my sperm tastes like. I do. I'm getting sick of my own. It's so sweet that my c*** stands attract ants. I honestly can't believe you've lived this long. You have the self-destructive behavior of a race car driver. At least I don't look like I'm about to do a flash mob at the wedding of my arranged marriage. Really? Back to my grandpa's suit? Oh yeah, I capitalize on my comedic resources like hotels capitalizing on infidelity. Being a comedian is so cool, huh? Must be so nice to outsource your self-worth to be based on other people's opinions. It's very cool, thanks for asking. Better than being a raging storm fueled by curiosity over stupid sh**. What should we call that? Cumulo Nimrod? I hope you end up deader than a Sears at a strip mall. Same to you. Hey, hey. I sprayed them both again with a squirt bottle. Bad dog, bad kitty. Jeez, you can't see eye to eye on anything? Not if I can help it. Mercutio. Who? Hey, y'all. Where do most Hawaiian cats live? Uh, where? Meowie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Mercutio, you're the best. Yeah, you rule, Mercutio. Mercutio? As in, the character from Romeo and Juliet who is beloved by both houses and provides the play with comic relief? Yep, that's me. Hey. What do you call a horny light bulb? Erectricity! <laughs> Can I ask you why you suddenly appeared, Mercutio? I magically appear at every instance where there's a conflict between two opposing forces. As a middleman character, the audience can relate to. Every instance? Yep. I was there at Montagues versus the Capulets, Israel versus Palestine, the Kardashians versus Taylor Swift, and most recently, the Daily Aztec versus the Koala. Come on, tell us another joke, Mercutio. What do you call a horny light bulb? You already said that one. Turned on. I had two punchlines for that one. You're so awesome, Mercutio. Okay, well, I'm trying to do a show, so I'm gonna need you to be quiet. I'll try. <laughs> Well, Throber and Declan, is there anything you two can see eye to eye on besides the fact that you find Mercutio hilarious? Nope. 
If he's not willing to change his ways, then I'm not gonna put in the energy either. I think there's only one way to settle this. Oh, you wanna go? Yup, outside, now. What? Fair warning, the events that followed are a bit violent. Everyone look! That dude in his dead dad's suit is about to fight that bottle of vodka. Oh my god, wait, is that Mercutio? Hey y'all, what do you call a vampire who's a drug addict? What? Count Cracula! <laughs> Mercutio, you're the best. At this point, Declan sharpened one of his pencils, then used it to scratch the words Pulitzer Prize into his skin. He was suddenly able to control fire. I harness the power of seething ambition. That's when Throbert pulled out a pipe full of crack and smoked the whole bowl. He suddenly transformed into a giant koala that could shoot lasers out of its eyes. Declan charged up his fireball and Throbert his lasers, but just as they fired... No! Mercutio! Shocked by what they have just done, Declan and Throbert reverted back to their original form and ran to hold a wounded Mercutio, together. Mercutio, oh God, Mercutio, I'm sorry. Forgive us, Mercutio. Oh God, what have we done? <coughs> a plague on both your houses. <sighs> Mercutio poofed away. So, did you both learn anything? Maybe something about the consequences of conflict and lack of empathy for the situation of those you cannot fully understand? Uh, nope. I still hate you. I hate you too. That's it for this episode of The State of State. I'd like to thank my guests, Director of Student Life, Felina Flusenflargen, Daily Aztec Editor, Declan Pencil, and Koala Editor, Robert Pattinson. And to Sarah, if you give me a chance, I'll make sure we never get in a fight so bad Mercutio suddenly appears. This episode of The State of State was written by me, William Tran, and was co-produced with Joyce Rukakorba, Brooke Ochoa, and Lauren Ochoa. It was edited by me and contains music composed by Nate Williams. It starred the voices of Daria Grace, Junior Siscone, Joey Pelosi, Roosevelt Green, Lester Isarius, Joyce Rukakorba, and Nate Williams. If you enjoyed this episode, KCR posts a new episode every Thursday, so be sure to tune in. And if you want to be notified of when new episodes come out, be sure to follow us on all our socials at the State of State on Instagram. Thanks for listening.